0: Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting firm RiderFlex. If you enjoyed today's guest interview, please give it a like and be sure to subscribe to the RiderFlex podcast. And now a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your
0: brand. watkins on the Rider Flex podcast eric how you doing man i'm doing great how are you eric, doing today i'm doing good i like that little studio got a little studio going on there
1: yeah we uh a little plug for our podcast that we do we do a, a podcast called the grow show so i'm in the. i'm actually in the studio right now
0: cool i love it are you the host or are you one of the hosts
1: yeah, it, it's me. Our uh, so I'm one of the presidents here. It's me, the CEO, and then we have our, our other president, the organization that does it. And we, you know, we've we've got I think 30 episodes
0: so far. We just have some fun with it. It's yeah, a good. I'm all about it, man. I mean, yeah, we're. Uh... <laughs> I'm 55 years old. If you would have told me, you know, 10 years ago I was going to be the podcast host, I would. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I don't. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, same thing. We started RiderFlex as a recruiting firm. We started uh, giving daily tips on career advice and job interviewing for candidates, um, and then hiring advice for our clients. You know, our hiring managers and then some of the executives that we served some of the CEOs that were clients of ours you know they were like hey man I'll come on your I'll come on your show and give some advice and like, all right I guess and then 4 years later here we are so uh, it, it just kind of happens how many episodes have you done now i think we've had over 250 guests um, and I, like 260 or so and then if you include the little 2 minute Daily tips that I i put out as well. Like we have over a thousand clips on uh, YouTube. Um, wow. I, you know, it wasn't really planned. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, hey, I listened to a
1: couple of your episodes and I really like them. So, oh, I, well, thank I, you. Thank you. On Appreciate you
0: having me. I'll have to check out your show as well. And for the listeners, is grow, grow Shows on, uh, I guess, everything Spotify, whatever? Yeah.
1: Spotify, Apple Music, or uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah the whole whole 9 yards
0: go oh, you doing video, video on
1: youtube as well or no do we do what
0: video on youtube or no
1: yeah well uh, not on youtube but we'll share social clips on linkedin so you could go to my linkedin profile as well and you'll see there's a linkedin for the podcast as well we're kind of getting you know getting our feet into it and then the the video part will probably come a little bit later
0: all right for the listeners eric watkins is eric with a c uh, when, there's probably a bunch of Eric Watkins in the U.S. when you type them into LinkedIn, the president at Abstract Marketing Group. Uh, that's the right profile if you want to connect with him and follow the podcast. You know, podcasts are uh, I've talked to so many people, Eric, um, over the years. And, uh, you know, it's the most difficult part is the consistency over a period of time. It, it's most folks. You know, they get into it they're like, oh, it's cool. And then after 12 months, they're like, damn, this is kind of a grind. And then they start putting stuff out. And they're like, oh, I only got 12 likes on that post. I worked really hard on that. And then, you yeah, know, the ego starts setting in and then they start to fade. They start to fade.
1: And <laughs> way hey, you got to stay consistent, right? Okay. That's good advice. It's good yeah, advice.
0: Yeah. Just anybody that really wants to do a podcast that's listening to this show, listening to this particular episode, um, I encourage them to, Set something on the calendar. Say, so let's just say give you give yourself three months, six months, twelve months, whatever mark you want to set. Set that mark. And if you want to do one episode a week or whatever your goal is, set it and don't look at any stats or any likes or anything like oh. that during that time. No. <laughs> so, good advice. Uh, uh, so um Tell me about you, you, yourself personally, man, um, where you grew up, mom, dad, siblings. Give us some, some early history, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I actually grew up in just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, in Swansea, Illinois, Belleville area is what people are more familiar with. About 20, 25 minutes away from St. Louis, um, I had, you know, you know, was lucky enough to have a great family, great support system. I had uh, my mom and my dad, who were both teachers. So and then my mom's grandma was a teacher as well, and uh on my on my dad's side you know his his father worked was in the war and then worked in an oil refinery um as well so I got a little bit of that hard edge to me and then uh, you know my, I would say I got my hard edge from my dad and probably my smarts from my mom but the uh <laughs> the great upbringing I was the youngest of three siblings, so I have a brother who's four years older and a a sister who's six years older than me.
0: All right. Very good. Parents still alive. They're doing okay.
1: Still alive. Yeah. They actually live right next door to me. So, uh, yeah, very, very close with my parents. A lot of people would be embarrassed by it, but, um, you know, it just so happened. And my sister lives in the neighborhood as well. So we're kind of keeping it all in the, in the family. So it's, it's nice to, you know, they're, uh, are going to be 65 this year. They're both the same age. And uh, it's nice to spend that time with them. And
0: uh, I think it's wonderful. I think that's I think that's wonderful. I I, believe me, my wife and I wish our kids lived in the same neighborhood or on the same block so we could hang out with our granddaughters. And, you know, uh, yeah, I wish they because they all live in different states. And uh, that sucks uh, for as a grandparent. So, yeah, that's cool that you live close to them. Do you have are you married with kids?
1: No, I have a girlfriend right now. And then I have a I have a dog. I'm a I'm a uh, dog dad. His okay. name's Jackson. He's a three-year-old German short
0: hair pointer. Okay. All right. All right. What's your girlfriend do?
1: Uh, she's a third grade teacher. So bless her heart.
0: <laughs> the teacher thing staying in the family.
1: It does stay in the family. It's all over the place. My, my sister is a teacher as well. And uh, my brother actually did teach for America before he got into, went to law school and got into law. But I, I thought I'd always be a teacher, honestly. That was kind of what I thought growing up. I'd teach and coach sports and ended up going a different path.
0: Well, it looks like to me that you were an athlete. Uh, did you get a scholarship to play football at that uh, little school in Illinois there? Is that why you went there for one year?
1: I got, it's division three, so you can't get yeah. athletic scholarships, nor would I have probably been good enough to get one, I would say. Uh, but I did get a, a little bit of academic uh, yeah. money as well to help. It's kind of the their way of doing it. Um, only ended up playing one semester there, though. You know, it was uh, it was one of the things where I showed up, I played quarterback and there's only one of them that plays. And I showed up and uh, the people in front of me were really, really good. And I was like, this is going to be something where, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to sit a while to be able to do this. And, you know, I just ultimately decided it's, it's time to go a different path. I wanted to go to a bigger school and kind of get that that real college experience. So mm-hmm. I went to University of Missouri.
0: Let me guess, they tried to move you into a different position, too. They tried to get you to stay and say, well, let's play corner or play safety, whatever.
1: Well, unfortunately, I wasn't a good enough athlete to move anywhere, so they did not try to do that. They did want me to stay. You know, I'll give them credit. They're uh, they like, you know, we believe in you, and we think, you know, well, you continue to work at it. You never know what happens. Um, but ultimately, it just, you know, it was. I was a little bit on the fence of playing sports in college already. I'd just done it my whole life, and I was kind of, you know, I'm not going to the NFL not going to the MLB or the NBA. So uh, it was time to kind of move on from that, I feel like. I still play recreationally. Do you? Uh, yeah, not football, but football is a little tough to, to get together recreationally, right. but I play, play basketball every Sunday.
0: Uh, we have something very similar here, my friend, and I've shared this on the podcast before. So my, my youngest son followed a path almost identical to yours. We we live in a small town in Colorado, and he was the high school quarterback. And you know he was he was good, and we all thought he was good. And you know he started a couple of years, and then he went to play at a D three school uh, for quarterback. And uh, I will never forget the the first couple of practices were live were streamed, so that as parents, if we lived in different states, we could watch practice. Oh, wow. right? That's cool and uh same thing there was like eight eight or nine quarterbacks in camp whatever they had right but shit ton of them and i remember sitting there with my wife watching these other boys and i thought Holy shit, Spencer doesn't have a chance. I mean, it's not it's not even close. Like, wow, I thought my kid was good. And I was like, no. Uh, and he yeah, the same thing, one semester, and then he was like, Okay, I can't do this. So I'm sure
1: my, I'm sure my parents were saying the same thing.
0: Just,
1: they've always been blind to my my flaws. So I'm I'm sure they uh, thought I was the best and I should have been starting.
0: Yeah. Well. But anyway, you went, So you went to University of Missouri. Hey, you got an education there. You you majored in marketing. Were you thinking? What was your was your, your, your plan to be a teacher at that time?
1: Uh, no, at, at that point I'd already switched off. That was more when I was in high school, just sort of thinking about it. And then as I got into college, you know, I figured business would be the best thing for me. Okay. And uh, you know, got into marketing, and I thought I'd be sitting in a room like coming up with strategies all day.
0: <laughs> and then what happens I mean it looks like to me it looks like to me you've been at abstract almost your entire career how did you get connected what, what happened how'd you get in the door there
1: funny story so my uh I was on a family vacation and I needed uh, and I'll make a little disclaimer I wasn't the best student in college I've always been good at taking tests and I had a good GPA so uh but my attendance could have been better for sure And um, I will say my last kudos to I had a really good teacher uh, at the end of my junior year who really kind of pulled me back in and got me interested in marketing and sales. And then, like, you know, I didn't miss one of his classes because I felt like he, uh, you know, he was bringing the heat. He was teaching me things every single week that I was excited about. So going into that summer, I'm on this family vacation and my brother in law had just moved from, and he was working at Anheuser-Busch who got bought out by InBev. And yep. he had transitioned over to this company called Abstract. I needed an internship to graduate. And I, I was see. behind the eight ball of doing this. So I was, uh, my mom was like, you need to talk to Chris. You need to talk to Chris. Well, was to- he a
0: lawyer? Was he a lawyer or in marketing at that time? Uh,
1: brother, brother-in-law. So different. Oh, brother-in-law. Sorry, year. sorry, sorry. Okay. Okay.
0: Gotcha. All right. Go ahead.
1: So uh, it was like, my, my mom was pestering me like, you need to talk to Chris, you need to talk to Chris, he could get you an internship. His place is so cool. They have a pool table and all of this. So I was like, Hey, Chris, do you think I, you could get me an internship? And so he uh, went to bat for me and got me an unpaid internship, you know, know. doing whatever I could get done. And then uh, so I started abstract, then we had about 35 employees, we were about two and a half, three million a half, $3 million. And then you know, fast forward to today, I'm president and, you know, we're going to do about $60 million this year. So That's
0: fantastic. What, a, what an awesome ride for you. That, and it's been since you started there in what year? It was,
1: I actually started my internship in the summer of 2012. And then uh, full time I started in 2013.
0: Wow. In 10 years, you've taken it uh, from what you say, two, two and a half million to what you say, 60, 60 something million? Yeah, we'll be right around 60
1: million at the end of this year. And how many employees? Uh we have right around 550 employees. Wow. Might actually, actually be knocking on the door of 600 now.
0: Wow. That's a, that hey, congratulations, man. I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge accomplishment. Really. Uh, I yeah, huge accomplishment, especially for for a service business, you know. I mean, all these people that are in in the in the tech world or technology or they invent something and you know they get some VC money and then they, they scale it up. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that's easy, but it's a lot harder. I think it's harder to, to, to move a service business in that direction in that short amount of time. So kudos. When, when
1: people are your product, there's going to be a whole lot of baggage (laughs) that comes along with that. And there's a whole lot of grind and hard work. And, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm just playing a role in it and I've just played a role. Our CEO has had the vision and, you know, been able to lead us. And then plenty of talented people that have worked really really hard to get where we're at so it's cool to be proud of what we're doing and i love our you know not to talk about our service much but the the service we provide to clients is the same one we use for ourselves to grow our business so Mm. it makes a lot of sense it's okay to brag about how much we've grown because i'm bragging about the service that we provide to our clients
0: right yeah very good Obviously, the CEO, the CEO is the founder. And is he still involved? Does he still does he still come in every day or what? What's his? Yeah.
1: Comes in every day. One of the hardest workers you'll ever meet. And I think that, you know, it's hard to scale a service business to this size without having a CEO that's leading the way with a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're not we don't have plans of selling or stopping anytime soon. You know, we want to continue to to grow this.
0: Now, sometimes when you get to around sixty million, maybe hundred million, you know it depends. I guess there there are those times where the founders where uh, the business has outgrown them, and it's like okay, let me let me bring in somebody to take this to two hundred million or whatever. Um, has he talked about that, or he's just like I'm just having fun building it for right now?
1: I well, I think he's done a really good job of you know always learning, and he's not like stuck in his ways on how he's going to do something or what he's going to do. And he, he's really good about seeing around the corner. And then he's really good about finding good people to put in spots, yeah. um, you know, to own things and run forward with them. And so I don't, you know, I haven't seen any signs of, you know, he may not be the, the right fit to do it. And I think he's having fun doing it. I really do. I think it's does uh, your brother-in-law still work there. My brother-in-law does still work there. He actually, has branched out and he started uh, one of the divisions. It's really like Abstract Marketing Group is almost the holding company. Okay. We have made one, uh, one acquisition in our history. We have a couple different product lines, but uh, he actually started his own business called Abstract Cloud Solutions. And so he does Salesforce consulting and he started it three years ago. And you know he's looking at five, a $5 million business by the end of next year.
0: So How about that? How about that? And you and him, you get along okay at the family functions and the Thanksgiving dinners, everything's okay?
1: Oh yeah. He is the, he is literally like, if you, if you wanted someone to marry your sister, this is the person you would pick. He is an incredible guy. I mean, such a good leader and he's so smart with Salesforce and consulting and, you know, I owe everything to him. Right. Like I wouldn't even, yeah, that's great.
0: That, 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 that's cool. Now it's probably a good time to give us the overview. Go, overview, give us, give us the three minute, four minute, sure. you know, pitch real yeah. quick of the company and, and what, what, why you're special and all the different things you do go for it.
1: Sure. So uh, I like to call us, you know, a sales development company. I think that's the easiest way to look at. It. And we do everything up into you sitting down with a qualified prospect to sell your services. So whether that be phone calls, email, uh, social media, web, web development, uh, ongoing content, video, marketing assets, collateral, all of those things to get you in front of qualified uh, prospects. And I think the thing that makes us different is we've put millions of dollars into this infrastructure in our process to ensure we're talking to people at the right times um, to be able to be successful. And, you know, in addition to our core products, which are focused around driving leads, we have three different divisions uh, cloud solutions, which I mentioned earlier, doing the Salesforce consulting. We just really started a staffing company just because it was just a need of a lot of our clients. So it was kind you of should have
0: called, you should you should have called me. We could have just partnered, right? If we could have I know, I called you. we should have done that. <laughs> um, what's, the, what's the staffing arm called or what do you what do you is it a is it a is that a branch you call it at something?
1: Yeah not not a branch yet. Just just kind of okay. wrapped in the okay. umbrella okay. right now just staff right. is a division. And right. um, but we're we're seeing a lot of interest because you know obviously we're in the day and age it's, it's tough to find people and yes you know, we we just right. have a lot of infrastructure in, in place that makes it easier for us to you know go find individuals and then um, the last thing is called ProServe or professional services um, will be Sapper Consulting but that is the uh, that is the branch that does sales enablement consulting so they'll go into large organizations and help them set up their outreach infrastructure to be able to market the clients. So a okay. lot of things going on, but the core of our business is our, what we, our outbound SDR product, our inbound SDR, and then our what we call bionic SDR, which is web call and email tied together with LinkedIn wrapped in there, um, working through a qualified list of prospects to get you in front of the right people at the right time.
0: Is that technology doing that, or do you have people dialing for dollars and and a human beings sending emails, or how, how does that work?
1: <laughs> uh, both. So both. So we have we have two hundred people in this building down on the landing that are that are dialing every single day, setting okay. a point. Okay. 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 Very good. You <laughs> believe in the the phone and that it's not going anywhere. And in fact, as you know, a lot of people say cold calling is dead. Well as long as more people say that there'll be less people reaching out to the prospects we're trying to get a hold of. So, uh, and then we have a lot of emails, you know, our email is a lot of people, but a lot of automation involved on both sides of those to be able to get in front of the prospects.
0: You know, I, the phone thing, let me, let me just stop. But, well, actually, I'm going to come back to the phone thing real, real quick. quick. So abstract marketing. So it's abstract and it's KT abstract, abstract marketing, right? The abstract marketing group. The website is abstractmg.com uh, for the listeners. Just want to make sure I clarify there. Anything else uh, you want to mention there, real quick, as far as URLs? Or I know you mentioned the podcast. Yeah, I
1: think the uh, check out the Grow Show podcast. Look me up on LinkedIn, Eric Watkins, president of Abstract Marketing Group. As he said, A B S T R A K T, because we're different, right? That was the and yeah. then M G at the top, at the end for marketinggroup.com. Okay. And then look it up or reach out to me directly. and. You know, if you it's for business, but also if you just have questions about growing your business or, you know, maybe you're trying to set up your own infrastructure internally. I'm so I'm very passionate about what we do. So I I look forward to if I can be of assistance in any way.
0: Are you what's your target? Startup, small, medium? Everybody.
1: Everybody. I I will say that typically to afford our services, not always, depending if you got startup money or whatever, but a million dollars and up in annual revenue is typically uh, our sweet spot. And then we work a lot with small to medium-sized businesses. We work in a lot of core niches too. So like IT services, um, HVAC services, commercial cleaning, commercial roofing, uh, industrial, and then a lot of software, as you can imagine, uh, commercial insurance. You know, there's a lot of different, we're working in like 200 different industries, but we have a lot in some of those niches.
0: Sounds like a, a specialty and service business. And, and, but do you do product CPG and product businesses as well?
1: Yeah. So we do, as long as it's, it's gotta be B2B. So as long as they're marketing their product, you know, maybe to a distributor or whatever it may be. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. B2B. Okay. Very good. Good to know. All right. And I'm, I'm sure on your website, there's a contact us or whatever they can just go in there and fill out something.
1: Yeah. New yeah okay. okay very
0: good and I mentioned
1: uh mentioned the rider flex podcast so i can give steve his cut if we yeah remember.
0: exactly uh are you nationwide are you global are you focused on the midwest or what are you doing there
1: yeah so we are nationwide we you know we do majority of our business over the phone so you know a lot of our clients are all across the country we also work in uh we have exclusive markets so in some of our industries you know we're only allowed to work with a certain amount of clients. So we do have to like spread out to expand our business. We're in Canada, we're in the UK, we're in Australia. Um, You know, we're just starting to branch out a little bit globally, Uh, but primarily uh, nationwide, United States, all over. We're in every state, I'm pretty sure at this point.
0: All right. Very good. And um, what's the, what's the business model? Is it, um, am I paying for results? Am I paying a flat monthly fee? Am I, how am I, how am I signing
1: up? Yeah. So uh, flat monthly fee. So um, <laughs> it depends on your appetite for growth and how much you want to spend and how many uh, leads you w- would want to get in return, but flat monthly fee. And, and the reason behind that is not because we want to only pay on results, but what we've realized, and this is like a mind shift for people, but this is really a lifestyle change, right? If you want to just get a, some leads next month, go with somebody else. We're not the best fit for you. But mm-hmm. if you want to fix your sales problem where you never have to worry about where your next deal is coming from, that, those are the clients that we want because they understand the importance of launching new records into the process every single month and working a process consistently. So when the time is right, instead of going to Google or asking their friend for a referral, they're coming to us because we've established that relationship and been able to build that sales process. So I just right. think it's it's yeah. a lifestyle change if you really want to fix your sales.
0: Do I have to sign a contract? Is it is it month to month? Can I turn it off whenever I want?
1: No, we have a 13-month agreement. We have uh people in place that you know are that we staff in advance to make sure that we're working this consistent uh process over time.
0: Okay. Um 13 months. That's a long time to sign up. Uh, what, what, what happens if it goes two months and I'm not happy? I keep calling and say, Hey man, I'm done. I'm
1: out. Yeah. I mean, we, so our team is incentivized for your success. So like our, our team is going to be working with you, uh, to make sure that your program's successful. So if we have issues, we want to work through it. And, you know, we always want to be reasonable with people. Um, That's
0: good. That's a good answer. Eric. I can tell you've been hit with that, that a bunch of times. Good one. Good one. <laughs> uh you know, it's great to get people to sign up for 13 months. I had a guy tell me one time, this is one of my favorite lines. He said, hey, I can't remember what he said. We we had a we had a service level agreement with him or whatever, you know, you call it whatever you want, contract service level agreement, whatever. And he's like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, you know, we have a contract, but you know, if I decide not to pay you and turn you off, I mean that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, well, I guess so. I mean, you know most of us service business owners, we're not going to, at least for us, right, for RiderFlex, if you have a contract with RiderFlex, I mean, yeah, I'd love for you to sign a six-month agreement. And as a matter of fact, if you sign a six-month agreement, I'm going to give you somewhat of a discount. But if you don't want to be married to us anymore, I'm not going to sue you and force you to use my services at the end of the day, right? I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: we, um, we have options. We have a 13-month agreement, and then we also have a 13-month agreement with the exit just like you mentioned, if things don't. So yeah, that's okay. a decision you want to make up front, right? On, based on the amount of money that, you, you know, obviously the committing for 13 months is a lower price point. Okay. And I just, you know, if you're not back to the the kind of the lifestyle change and the process, if you're mm-hmm. not looking at giving this thing at least six months, you, you shouldn't even sign up in the first place because you're yeah. not, we're not even reaping the benefits of us nurturing and following up with these people yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so basically, you're getting. Are you are you getting the meeting for me? Are are you, are you is that is that a, is that a can I use that term meeting getters? Yeah. Are, you, are you basically saying, hey man, I got the meeting for you. Now your partner, my my partner Scott, Scott yeah. can Scott can meet with them and close them. Is that is that the deal?
1: Correct. Yeah. So we we actually work with some staffing companies across the country, and so oh. you would say, you know. What we'd like to go after is uh, what's, what's your IT technicians. That's our, that's our core niche that we want to go after. We want to do it nationwide. Okay. Um, What skill set do you want them to have? Well, I want them to have at least experience in these three things. So then those would be our qualifiers. So then we would only set meetings that were qualified based on uh, the most cases, the business, but for your case, maybe the person that we would be calling, etc. Or we would be going after businesses on your behalf that you do the staffing form. That would probably be the more likely scenario. Yeah. And you're like, I only want to do business with clients that are, uh, at least hiring five people a month. So that'd be a qualifying question we'd ask. And then once we would have that meeting set up, we would set up a calendar invite, put you on it, and then you would, uh, take it from there.
0: During your discovery, before you set up the meeting with me, can you also find out, A, whether or not they're going to be assholes, and B, whether or not they're going to pay me on time?
1: (laughs) I wish I could predict that. I'd be making a lot more money than I do now. I'd go tell everybody for all their clients.
0: For everybody listening to this podcast, please pay the damn invoices on time. Why do clients – it's like 75% of clients pay late. You know, and I've seen – by the way, I'm a lot older than you, right, and I've run run a few other businesses, so – I've seen it my whole life. Everybody drags, everybody drags on the cash, even when they don't need to Gets on my goddamn nerves. You know, even, even when they have cash, they still are like, Oh, it's net 30. So then, you know, if you, if you give them net 30, then they're going to pay net 15. And then you call them. Oh yeah. You know, I think Sally's got that check on her desk. I'll, I don't know why she hasn't mailed it yet. I've just heard it all. It's like, just pay the invoice on time, man. Come on. <laughs> I,
1: know. I am. Uh, I'm probably a little bit old school than that. I've, you know, I'm about, if I sign an agreement, I need to honor yeah. that. Seriously. Whatever that says, whatever the payment terms, that's what I need to pay.
0: I had a, I had a buddy of mine. This guy's actually still a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention his name. I used to work with him. One time he comes down to my office and he says, Hey, did you, you paid that bill for ABC company? You are, you, you told Sally to pay that bill for ABC company. I was like, yeah, it was due. And he goes, well, did they call? what do you mean he goes did they call about it i'm like no but it was due he's like never pay another invoice until they call twice i'm (laughs) like okay bro Uh, yeah come on man come on (laughs) anyway uh no i'm just joking you uh okay so you vet you, you you vet the or you you get them set up for us you tee them up you set the meeting boom we close the deal okay cool um All right. Very good. Do you you get bonuses or anything for, for performance? Is it, is there any kind of like result?
1: Kicker? No, Um, we do not. And that's part of the reason with the monthly fee is it's like you close a million dollars, you close a million dollars. You don't have to give us anything. Um, But we actually do pay our people internally because we assume and know the correlation between our clients being successful and higher client retention so do
0: you have some tracking do you have some data or something that you spit back to me and you're like hey man you've closed five deals in the last six months those are all ours
1: uh yeah like what wait are you asking for me specifically for yeah, that? Like
0: if I, yeah if we were working together would you do you send me reports that show oh. that do i see do i see the results do i do i yeah do i have to track do i have to track on my own oh no. did that lead come from from, from abstract or where'd we get that one are you got right. you guys
1: Great question. We have a, we're, so I mentioned Salesforce Consulting. We have a full client portal built out and it would have, has all the, you can see all the activity going on Uh, with your campaign and then all of your opportunities are in there and you can uh, use it as much as you want. But what we do is we have a monthly results meeting with every partner, which we're big about. So we'll meet and we'll go through all the opportunities that we set up on your behalf because we want to know where they stand. We want to, you know, a lot of our clients need a little push or consulting on their, sales process sure. um but ultimately you know it's a way for us to share in your success so we can inform our team members and track that
0: okay all right i'm gonna all right. thank you for that overview i really appreciate it i want i'd like to dig in a little bit here and and, and challenge you on i mean eric i hear this do you know how many times i have been called call, not all right i want to come back to the phone thing i'm still going to talk about that mm-hmm. do you know how many times i have been hit? Either with somebody on the podcast, because we've interviewed numerous CEOs from marketing firms, sure. marketing agencies. And I have lots of friends in that business. I get emails all the time. Every day I'm getting hit with somebody that's like, we can get you great leads. We can inc- blow your business up. I mean, I get it. It's constant. I get a barrage of people saying how they can just increase my business. I mean, it's every day I get these huh. these, these calls.
1: So what I would say to that is, you know, we make, where, where am I speaking from first? We make millions of calls every single month, send, or sorry, hundreds of thousands of calls every single month. We send out millions of emails every single month. So we have a large data and sample size. And what, what I would tell partners is like, we're not promising you, you're going to get this amazing lead. We're going to set what a qualified lead is to me is the right company right? It fits the size that we're looking for, the right person, and we can get them to agree to meet. And then from there, you know, you're going to have, you can't take the sales out of selling. Like you have to go out there and work your process and get them excited. So when people like, what I would say is like, we're just real. We're $60 million. We've been around, we have a ton of data. We have the infrastructure. You need, people need this service. There's a lot of people you can do it with. You can do it internally, take it, leave it. Doesn't matter to me. Um, but you need to get in front of new companies every single month. I know we can do that. They're not all going to be waiting with pen in hand, but that's on you.
0: Are you head of sales because you you, you pitch the company pretty good, or do you, are you in sales ops or what? What do they got you? I mean, I know you're president, but does it lean towards ops or sales, or what's it lean towards?
1: I uh, well, it's funny because it's actually switching. But I I was over. Uh, I grew up in the operations side of the business, and then I got into account management and then when i moved into the president role i took over sales and other uh facets of the business love sales um yeah i i do love it it's a passion of mine but i'm i'm more i would say operationally driven for sure
0: that's cuz you're a natural leader and you've been a leader since you were in high school you played quarterback so you've been you've been leading people your whole life basically
1: that is something that that has
0: come naturally for sure um yeah, I can see it. I can see it all over you, uh, which is super awesome. Um now, what about the fact that you serve other re- recruiting firms? How am I gonna know you guys? Why how, why are you gonna take care of me instead of ABC recruiting firm? How's that work? Uh
1: yeah, I mean it's we're upfront about that, like when we start with a partner and, and talk okay. to them about that. It's up to you. Um we are we're probably not in the same our not to hurt our staffing, but our staffing was created to help our clients in certain niches primarily the industrial niches uh, and IT space as well. But I know I know that might be a, a niche of yours, but. Okay, um,
0: okay. Your, I... list is,
1: your list is your list though. Like that's part of our exclusive agreement is like my okay. right. contract, we can't target those companies for anybody else in your industry.
0: Okay, um, when, you're, when your person is reaching out to our target list, are they saying I'm Sally with RyderFlex or I'm Sally with, how's that work?
1: Yeah, they would say I'm Sally with Ryderflex. So they would they we look at it as we are in it. We're, we're really looking for that partnership where we're an extension of your business.
0: Okay. And what if Sally is talking to John and John's like, "What's your name?" and she's like, "Oh, my name is Sally Brown, I'm with Ryderflex." And then he tries to find Sally Brown on LinkedIn and Sally Brown is not branded on LinkedIn with Ryderflex. Yeah.
1: Long. First off, never happens. Like haven't heard of this in probably 5 years, but a lot of people bring it up. It's a good good point. Um, you would just come clean. Like we're not going to, and you you would just say like, Hey, I'm actually working out of our St. Louis office. I work for a company called abstract marketing group. I do work for rider flex. I'm connected because we want our reps to have a relationship with the people that they're working with as well. I just say, you know what I always like, if that ever comes up, it's like, there's a certain point where you just like, just tell them the truth and people are like, okay, makes sense. It's such a common thing. That would make me,
0: that that would make me a little bit nervous. I'm not saying I wouldn't say I'm not saying that I would say no to the, to the business. I just you know, we try to get some of our contract recruiters because some of our recruiters are W2 and some of them are contractors. And some of the contractors are like, "Well, you know, I'm a contractor, I work on other things, and so my LinkedIn is branded with X, y z and and I'm like, well, I don't want you making phone calls for RiderFlex unless it says Rider Flex." as well as whatever else you're doing. So, Cause I, I don't want people to be like, well, I looked her up she didn't work for Radiflex. What the hell's going on here? So that, that part makes me nervous, but you, that hadn't been an issue, huh? No? Okay. Because
1: what, what we're really doing is like, if you would run the meetings or um, Scott would run the meetings, we're, we're building you up. So we're, the focus comes off me very quick and I'm talking okay. about what the value is in the meeting. Right. So if anything, they're going to look you up or look Scott up for that meeting. Is the
0: email that they're using Radiflex? Yeah, everything
1: is everything is Ryder Flex.
0: Everything's Rider Flex except for their brand on LinkedIn. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Good, good. That's a good question. You met, you know, you mentioned the phone. this is a this is a passion of mine. You know, I and I get on to the recruiters about this too. You know, one of my favorite things I say on my I always say, have you called them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got this issue, I got this issue, this is the la 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 la. Have you called them? Have you picked up the phone? I wish, what is it with millennials especially? Just pick up the damn phone. I mean, you could solve so many things if you would just call somebody. (laughs)
1: Uh, You know, it is a, uh, that is that might be the number one thing that I love about my job is taking these individuals, much like myself when I came in, who would never want to cold call in a million years. And then seeing like the people that embrace it, they just become like cold-blooded killers, like they are amazing. Like after they go through that experience, it's like, you don't have to want to do it for your whole life, but just do it, learn it, and you will be in a completely different spot. But unfortunately, you know, I tried it when I talked to training, I'm actually talking to our new higher trainings class, our newest training class after this. And that's one of the things that I, I preach on the most because that's the, that's the hardest part of like, oh, I don't want to make calls. It's like everything happens through calls or face-to-face, like, but a lot of people are remote now. There's nothing better than talking to somebody face-to-face.
0: It's magical. I I really encourage people to do it. And and if you're teaching yourself, people to pick up the phone, you're ahead of the game because, you know, like I said, I get hit with all these firms like, Oh, we're going to get you leads. I'm like, well, how do you get the leads? Well, we have this bot and this new bot that we've created works in LinkedIn and sends these automated emails. I'm like, man, nobody's reading those. Like, what are you talking about? Now, and here's the other thing I, I think is hilarious. My phone number, my phone number is right on my LinkedIn profile. I mean, all you got to do, it's right there. It's, it's in the oh. contact section. And, and guess how many real, authentic phone calls, by the way, from somebody in the US that I can understand. Right. Guess how many of those calls I get? Never, not many. Never. It's crazy. I, tell my, I always tell my wife, I'm like, I'm not that hard to find. My phone was right there.
1: Phone <laughs> number right there. I will yeah. say I, uh, we, so we acquired Sapper Consulting two years ago, right. and, and, uh, or actually, sorry, no, a little over a year ago at this, at this point. And I was kind of a, of the same philosophy I have, like they focus on email marketing and they are it's scary how good they are and how much the metrics they've gotten down. However, the one thing that's really taking them to the next level is taking these responses and calling them. Right. And actually having that conversation.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just don't, if I, if I, first of all, if somebody calls me and I can't understand what they're saying because, of, because, and, and this is not a, a biased against U S versus India based sure. companies, or whatever, but if I cannot understand them, it's over. And and the second thing is if I get an automated bullshit email and I can tell the profile is fake or it's a bot or whatever, I I never, I never read, I never look at those. And the last thing is if the message is long, like if it's, if you're hitting me with an initial message and it's two, two paragraphs, chances of me reading it are zero.
1: We have a lot of stats, and this, this isn't my area of expertise. I'm still learning, but the, having a subject line over four words, and then the, you know, I was listening to this podcast about like just people's attention span these days, and yes. no one, no one yes. will ever scroll past the screen that opens up. Like they'll never go to the bottom of a message, That's and right. then on average, you're going to get somebody looking at something for like 20 seconds.
0: So That's it's right. Like, it's, a, it's the TikTok mentality tiktok yep. has made it even worse because everybody's just like their yep. attention span is like three seconds boom 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 <laughs> crazy are you on tiktok i am yep i am i'll send you the link yeah we're on we, we put our podcast on everything yeah everything oh, Okay, everything. awesome yeah awesome. um we just try to try to get it out there um okay very good i really you know i appreciate you going deep into uh some of the things you guys do the phone piece is attractive uh for me and you know, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of small businesses and we're, we're about 2.3 million uh, recruiting firm. So we're riding your wheelhouse, you know, as far as a target client. And um, we are, we are right there. And I think there'll be a lot of other people listening to this, to this episode. We are right there where we're like, man, do we need to bring on a, a couple of salespeople, a couple of sales reps underneath Scott? Because right now the rainmakers for our business are me and Scott. Now the recruiters that we have, they got that dialed in. The operational side of the business, the recruiting side of the business, good to go. But as far as people's getting contracts signed, <laughs> that's me and Scott. It's and, uh, and uh, you know, so they, de- they depend. They all depend on us to feed them, right? And right. Uh, Scott is now, we're now busy enough, right about 2 million, where Scott, he gets pulled into old business, right? This is what happens. He gets pulled into current relationships or old business where there needs to, something is going on here, which takes him away from new business, right? So now half of his day is over here, doing follow-up with an account or whatever, client relations, I would call it, instead of focusing on new business. So it'd be great to have a resource like yours that is constantly focusing on new business, you know?
1: Um, We'd love to have your business, A, so we can talk more about (laughs) that. Yeah. you're it's cool that you're sharing that because that's where a lot of our client our partners were at. And you know, you're in this spot of like, do I hire a sales rep? Right. Do I hire somebody internally to make calls? And my my thing is, like let's get let's get someone doing full-time outbound prospecting to feed Scott up with leads. Mm-hmm. and let's make sure Scott has like has this process down. Because I think people, the biggest waste of money in sales is just throwing sales reps in and expecting them to hit a number. And you don't have any sales process maybe built up for them or an infrastructure to drive leads for them. So like our sales reps here, we actually use our process to drive them leads. They don't make a ton of cold calls themselves because we want them selling and spending their time doing that. So I recommend use us, use somebody else. I recommend outsourcing it because it's such a headache to try to do internally. Take my word for it. Um, but I would find a way to get a consistent flow of leads. And then that'll, then when you hire that sales rep, you're literally handing off, like, hey, I can't follow up with these leads. Here you go. And they're going to be more likely to see success.
0: One of the, and one of the best lines on your website, and I don't know who did this for you, but, uh, and I like the website. It, it says who you are. There are so many businesses that just, you look at the website five times and you're like, man, I still don't know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the best lines on here is for less than the cost of a full-time employee bingo right there because most business owners i know you deal with this every day right when you're trying to get contracts signed so they're like well i could just hire johnny at 75 grand a year and that's going to be less than what i'm gonna have to pay you and so you know, then they want to bring it in house. But when you said "let for less than a full-time employee," okay, that got my attention actually. This morning, when I was getting ready for you, I was like, "Okay, that's a good line. I like
1: it. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I did not come up with that. I I love that line, though. Um, we have a great. But the yeah. uh, it's interesting though. Like when you start adding things up, because not only like you okay you would go hire the employee and then you're like okay they need we need to send emails out what's the software we're going to buy and how are they going to track it in a crm and what's the phone system and then you have insurance benefits and then that person turns over or they're really good and want to do something else you know it's just it starts adding up and it's just a crazy amount but the price we pay is less than the than the salary you'd probably pay a a entry level uh
0: uh, that's that's very good to hear um I like that. Are you, are, are you going to tell me the same thing that all these SEO guys tell me, you know, these SEO people, are, we can get, you know, we can fix your SEO, but it's going to take six months for you to see any results. What's when do I see results, Eric? How fast?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, probably. I do probably have the same answer because that is, it's a, it is a process. You might get leads. Uh, you might get some leads immediately, but it is, you know, Google is always changing a, and then B um, you have to write consistent content to get that rank up. Like that's that's the, the you know, the name of the game is knowing what Google's looking for and then writing that content consistently. So, you know, that's that's what we do and that's what we preach. Now we do PPC as well and we can get some good ads out there and get your leads uh, a lot quicker. But if you want to do this for the cheapest and for the long haul, you are going to have to invest in one of those one of those people who say that it takes time to get the leads because that that is the case. I mean, we saw it. Same thing. We started our web development because we designed our own website and we were like, Hey, you know, we figured this out how to do it. And so we've been, we write content every month, like tons of words for our website, blogs, et cetera. And you know, we're just our keyword ranks in these areas are just in different spots now. So what, what, if you had to
0: rank your specialty, is it, is it the people working the phones getting, getting meetings or is it, what, what is your number one thing?
1: I would say, well, first of all, I'm trying, we're trying to uh, make this less of a choice in the future where it all comes together, right? right. So like, you can use all of our services together. And I look at the web, the phone and the email, they're not really exclusive lead gen tools. You really need all three. Okay. Where we started was phone calls. And then we've actually like grown our business by needs of our customers. So it was like, all right, we started with phone calls and then we were like, hey, customers want us to send emails for them and do campaigns as well. OK, so we started emails and then they're like, customers don't have anything to, to give to people when they go out on the meeting. So we started our creative services division and did design right. video and collateral. And then we realized, hey, we're setting all these appointments and then prospects are going to our customer's website and not wanting to go to the meeting because their website sucks. So then we started doing web development for our clients and, you know, it's just, we've kind of just grown, but the full focus is just to put you in front of that right prospect. Our SEO product is really, really good and our, and our web development. Um, but I, you know, I would say our flagship product is the calling with
0: the email. Okay. Very good. All right, my friend. Well, Hey, listen, you do a great job of, of, uh, representing the company. I can see why you got moved up. I can see where you got promoted. You do a good job, and plus, I hit you with some challenging questions that I'm sure you've heard a million times, right?
1: I don't uh, get them yeah. as much anymore. I'm I'm a little further apart, but it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, my career for sure.
0: Uh, okay, uh, very good. So the girlfriend. Now, is there any marriage? Is there what, what's going on here? Is this is this the one or what? What? what yeah, what's happening?
1: Eric. Yeah, it is. It is. Think so. Think so. Think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Figure out, figure out the timeline, but yeah. How old are you? I'm 32. Just turned 32. 32
0: president at 32. That's good. Mark, man. It's good. Mark,
1: you know, you do you,
0: now, now are you going to take over the company? You're going to be CEO. Are you going to get some equity? What, have you talked to the founder about equity?
1: Yeah, I, I am a, a shareholder now. So I, I do have, um, right. you know, shares in the business, which was super gracious of them and something that they didn't have to do. And uh, you know, I I'm just right now I'm just focused on, getting really good at my job and, you know, creating an environment. The people are what motivate me. So, like, I'm trying to create the best environment for people to learn, grow, and develop. And uh, everything else has take taken care of itself. I'm not really worried. i have never really worried about that. Just kind of stay focused on, you know, the true reasons why I'm here. And, you know, the money will add up in the end.
0: At your level, at your level with 500 people, 60 million, you're, you're, 85% of your job is just people. Right? I mean, really.
1: It's funny because i'm like operationally focused so i'll catch myself like in this spreadsheet doing some like data and i'm like what the what what am i doing like i need to get people <laughs> yeah. fired up and talking to them about vision and you know helping remove barriers and obstacles so you're 100% right on that
0: yes yep yep i've lived the life well congratulations on everything eric really uh... Uh, happy to see you guys doing well. Love the, uh, love the pitch of the business. Um, you know, one more time for the, for the listeners abstract, the K, right? It's abstract, abstract with a K instead of a C there. Yep.
1: Yep. dot com. You can get to about anything you want to from there. And then you can look me up on LinkedIn, Eric Watkins at abstract marketing group. And then we have the grow show. On nice. Spotify
0: is probably the no, best. That's, yeah, that's great. So, some, subscribe to the Grow Show podcast right after you hit the subscribe button to Rider Flex, of course. There you go. You got to do both. You can't just do one, you <laughs> Appreciate you being on the show and sharing your story, Eric. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, Steve. Nice to meet you.